The Legion. Legion of lethargic super geeks discussing comics one trade at a time. Welcome to the Legion of Lethargic Super Geeks. That is the craziest name ever. Who came up with that? You did. It was us. It was, it was us. A mixture of I think it was, I think it was a combination it was a of combination of, of Brian and me and Scotty. Yeah. yeah and yeah. everyone voting on something we'd all be happy with. Yeah, so yeah right. kind of got We weren't happy until we all had a part in it, so right. it just got longer and longer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It's like a cult. You know how the cults usually have really long names? The Church of Tabernacle of the People yeah. of the Blo- You know, same kind of thing. So this week we're talking about uh, not comics. This week we're talking about sci-fi. This week we're talking about Star Trek. And I posed the question to this illustrious panel, what is the greatest Star Trek series ever? And these were the options I gave them. I said the original series, the animated series, the next generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager or Enterprise, and so I'm just going to go around the room and get everyone to say what their favorite one is. Just and just just vote for the one you want right now. Here we go, Brian. All right, I I would I was sort of split between Enterprise and New Generation, and um, no, no, that, that's all I need. We'll get to the thoughts on why. Well, I, <laughs> my, my 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 top one was the New Generation. Okay, okay, Chip. The next generation, Scotty. Next generation with a caveat of closely followed by Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Which one is the worst one ever, Brian? Deep Space Nine. The no love Chip. boat in space. <laughs> Chip. Um, Deep Space Nine slash Voyager. <laughs> Scotty. Voyager. Voyager. <laughs> Scotty and I are of like minds yeah, about our Star Trek. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get into the discussion. Okay, so... so, so well, that was everybody's worst, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so yeah, Voyager was my next one up from Deep Space Nine. So okay, so 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 Brian, uh, why did you like uh, the Next Generation the most? What was it about the Next Generation that you felt well, it made made it the best Star Trek series? Well, they had had so much time to really come up with great ideas. I mean, they had all the movies in between, but I think that they had given there had been enough time to really come up with uh, new concepts and and. Uh, a real storyline there that that would I don't know it, it really came down to characters I mean that's really yeah. what all these these come down to you can put the storyline around it but if the characters are are uh, sort of terrible then then you uh, you don't really enjoy what you're watching so sure um, I don't know I guess it was the whole that you know just the characters I enjoyed the most because when I really look at the rest of the series. They just uh, seem to be repeating Next Generation over and over and over again. Sure. Just little sort of uh, little changes here, little changes there. But and that was the whole thing about every single one, until except for Enterprise, really. Uh, well, at least Deep Space Nine and Voyager just had that feeling that they were just, well, Next Generation's going to end soon, so let's continue it on. Uh, we don't have much <laughs> of a story to go with yet, but let's just keep it going while we're still making money at it. And then Voyager came in as Deep Space Nine was going out, and the same thing. It's like, let's just keep it going. And they weren't really coming up with... And I didn't watch that much of Voyager, because I just couldn't. Um, I just saw enough of it to know that 
okay, this is the same old thing. And yeah, they're just taking it a little further out into space. And um, But then by the time they started Enterprise, I think everybody um, was sick of it. Right. And everybody had sort of turned away from watching it. And I didn't see Enterprise until it was shown actually in the past year on, on Sci-Fi. Yeah, and I then I it. sat there and watched the whole thing. Like each week they'd show four episodes and I was like, this is a pretty good one. They yeah, actually came change. back with something good, and of course, it got cut off short because they didn't have the. It was what two seasons well, of Enterprise? Yeah, there were four seasons of Enterprise. Yeah, really? I think they wanted to do a fifth season. They cut it off at four, and uh, they they tried to save it. There was a lot of groups I think that tried to save it, but uh, it just it wasn't. I mean, it, they weren't able to. So it was it was sort of sad. And I think the best thing that could have happened then is that they just let Star Trek go for a little bit before they bring it back again. Wait for some people to come up with some real, true, original ideas. J.J. Adams, is, Abrams is going to save it all anyway. We think. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Scotty. No, I totally agree about um, Next Generation having uh, the straw. It was just the characters were instantly, well, not instantly, but I think they were more likable. And I guess, I don't know if likable, I, I tended to root for them pretty much off the bat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Deep Space Nine, why I liked it so much was I felt like over time the characters got deeper and deeper, although by the end when everybody was in charge of something, I thought that was a little too much. But Yeah, the, the final the final season of Deep Space Nine, I hate yeah, it. I, I was I'm with you. And it's my favorite, but I think the strongest, <laughs> it's my personal favorite is Deep sure. Space Nine. But my favorite, uh, I mean, but I think probably the strongest and the most... Uh, it set the tone, like you were talking about, uh, Brian. It, it was um, the characters were just, like I said, they were just strong, and and so uh, the stories could go up a little bit, up and down, and you were still interested in it because you were into those characters. Plus, it, it every you know the Borg. I mean, they tr- a lot of it. The series after that were, like you said, were just offshoots. Um, they were reactionary to Next Generation, uh, and I. I think that held a lot of them back. Well, that that was actually kind of what I liked about Deep Space Nine is that um, with the Next Generation, it was it was made abundantly clear to you these are the best of the best on the flagship of the Starship Enterprise mm-hmm. for the Federation. It's the flagship of the of the Federation. Blah blah blah. And what I really kind of liked about um, the next, I mean, pardon me, Deep Space Nine uh, was was the idea that these are the guys who aren't. The best Where do they the put best. the captains that don't get to fly on the flagship? <laughs> when they screw yeah, yeah, yeah. up, you get <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ryan. When when uh, when when they have uh, when they have emotional problems, they end up on Deep Space Nine. You know, when they when they aren't the valedictorians of their class, they end up on Deep Space Nine. Well, when it they... was supposed to be the edgier um, version of yeah, yeah. Deep and, Space and, Nine. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys caught or this. Darker. Since since we do a music podcast, I should point this out that like conceptually, the theme for the musical theme for Deep Space Nine. Was uh, it was almost a direct lift of "Fan for, for the Common Man" by uh, Aaron yes. Copeland. So it was it was it was trying to touch on that theme all the way across the board, and I thought they did an excellent job. What I really hated about it was they got away from that in the last season. Yeah, right. In the last season, they made you know Cisco a god and freaking Bashir. Uh, oh, okay, uh, I didn't yeah. see any of that. Uh, they yeah. made Bashir like a, a genetically enhanced human and all this other crap. Was Worf still on it by then? Yes, Worf yeah, was still on it. He like became. A- he became like the the, 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 the captain the, of the defiant. No, right? well, n- that that's what he was through the series. But he uh, oh. at the end of it, he actually became like uh, one of the the chief politicians on uh, Klingon? Klingon. Yeah, on yeah, the Klingon homeworld. Exactly. He was like king of the Klingons. Cronus? Yes. 
Cron no Cronus is uh Cronus is one of the planets. I thought Cronus was one of the planets for the Romulans. No, the Romulans plans to Romulus and Remus. Right, and one's all yeah, okay. I um, remember that now. But okay, stop because Deep Space Nine was lame. It was crap. <laughs> the characters were rejects. Uh, and you know, it, it was not to interrupt you, but it was competing with Babylon Five, and well, it was I almost. Mean, I mean, the two were very, very similar. Okay, look, the, the fact that they were based on a space station and all right. that, and they were competing around the all same right. time. If I if I remember correctly, you are remembering correctly. And Chip looks like he has something he's dying to say right I now. I would <laughs> rather watch. <laughs> 30 hours of Deep Space Nine over 15 minutes of Babylon 5. <laughs> Babylon 5 was, to me, the most convoluted crap ever. But anyway, let me ask you guys this. What was your, of your episodes, okay, so you know you chose Deep Space Nine. What was your favorite episode? Because my favorite episode of The Next Generation is called Yesterday's Enterprise. And it's the sure. one where... The Enterprise C comes through. I know which one it is. Tasha Yar comes back. That was the coolest one. And and I think that the reason I like The Next Generation so much, when you get past the first season or the second season with the writer's strike where all the stories were just really It was bad. the first season. But after that, I mean, the, it, the development was good. The characters were good. The stories were good. They kept you going. You know, they had all they had a lot of stuff. And I remember when else have you ever watched a syndicated show like the season finale of a syndicated show, like when the Borg were attacking and Picard became a Borg? I mean, whenever have you watched a syndicated show and go, man, I can't wait to see, you know, because syndicated shows you catch them when you catch them. They're on channel 46 at two in the afternoon, whatever. Right. But I mean, no, that, that, that was a really good show. Now, and I'm going to say this Voyager. I watched Voyager for at least a couple seasons and it wasn't that bad. But it was <laughs> derivative. It was yes, completely yes, it derivative. Was. It was completely derivative of whatever else was going on. But what really got me was when they came across those people that basically they ripped off the whole concept of the predator race. Does anybody remember that in Voyager? No. All I remember about Voyager is a captain who was whining that she couldn't trust anyone. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Well, you know, and it's a bad, it's a really bad start to a show when the character, the lead character is unlikable. Yes. I'm not quite sure what the thinking was there. Yeah. But you liked some of the characters, but Janeway was just it, a it, bitch. It's, all, it's also a really bad start to the show when you, when you, when you watch it and you think, this is exactly like Gilligan's Island, dude. <laughs> Go on. Well, that's a good point, too. <laughs> They're stranded. They had some interesting stories, though. I mean, like the one-off stories. But when they started doing the thing, and then I did catch the very end of it where she gets home and comes back, and I'm just like, this is crap. Well, I always <laughs> liked Tom Paris. I thought he was a good character, especially yeah, as the show went on. And so was the Asian guy. Yeah, those were the two best guys. And, and oh, towards yeah, yeah, yeah. the end, yes, they started right. sort of highlighting them, and they were sort of, those were the better episodes. Brian, I think. thoughts? Okay. As far as, as Voyager, as, as, Voyager, Voyager yeah, Babylon it, it, Five, okay, anything so, you so want to rag on? Actually, actually, <laughs> well, let, let's back up because we've been talking in the room so much that that we've been ignoring you, and <laughs> I wanted to make sure well, you got your two cents in. So, I, I, so, so I, I really can't say much about Voyager. Well, I like I said, I watched a little bit of it, um, and you, you realized know, but, it sucked, and you didn't watch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I just couldn't quite get in. One of the things I did like about it was um, the uh, the doctor. That was in it. That um, was the, uh, that was a yeah. good character. The hologram. Uh, it was yeah. interesting was. in the fact that he was just a hologram, and that's that's what they had for their doctor. And uh, I'm sure there were some episodes where he just disappeared, <laughs> and they were stuck without a doctor. But uh, yeah, right. 
And uh, I guess the the one of the big storylines or sort of going through the whole thing was um, the character that uh, Jerry Ryan played, Seven of Nine. Uh, yeah, they, they yeah. had to and, introduce um, her because yeah, uh, they, no one else was watching. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting all the fanboys to turn in just because she was hot. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Uh, I think that that there was a lot of that going on as far as just hey, let's see, you know. Oh, I thought her. The, I thought the Klingon chick on uh, Voyager was hot too. She was half. She Klingon, was their attempt she? at trying. Yeah. They, they were, it was a formula they were after. Right. She was a hybrid though, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. She was half human. Was there a Vulcan on the ship? I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Guy. Black guy. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't bad. No, I mean it was just. Yeah, the I, guess, I guess I only hated. Good, I, the I guess stories I, were crap. Yeah, I guess I only hated Voyager because I hated Janeway well, and. and um, the, and I hated the idea of it being Gilligan's Island. In well, space. and I didn't really like uh, her first officer. Uh, what was his name? The oh. Indian guy. Yeah. He's supposed to be Indian. Yeah, yeah. with that, the tattoo on his face. Right. Yeah, she Janeway got. I could not stand her at first, and then towards the end, she got tolerable. But I mean, that's just a bad thing to say that you go from, you know, that you have to work your way to tolerable. But see, the entire time though, man. Every time I every time I tuned into that show. Somewhere in the episode, Janeway was bitching about not being able to well, trust somebody. The biggest problem, <laughs> and I'll tell you the two biggest she problems had, I had well, she, with... She, was, uh, she had a borderline personality disorder. And <laughs> the two biggest problems with Voyager and Deep Space Nine towards the end, because with Star Trek, with The Next Generation, with the original Star Trek, and so, to some extent with Enterprise, with a few exceptions, <laughs> and I haven't seen that much of Enterprise, you can watch one show and get a complete show. Right. When Deep Space Nine, when I watched an episode of Deep yeah. Space Nine and there's some war going on, I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. I'm like, well, now I'm, 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 I'm disenfranchised, I suppose, because I can't just pop in, watch it, and enjoy it sure. like I could with Star Trek, with The Next Generation, and with Enterprise. The further the seasons go, the more that is. That's right. true. And there's advantages and disadvantages exactly. to that. There, you can create a richer storyline by doing like a war that right. goes in through like you know five to ten episodes, or but at the same time, you're right. You lose your audience for those people that you pick up every once in a while. So. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. do agree with you. I think I think at the time they were trying to capitalize on uh, what had been going on with the X Files, but I don't think they knew how to do it. Right, because you know, the X Files was I but think the X Files are the X Files. It's it's an but anomaly. But the X Files started like, out like that too. They were yeah. all one offs, and right. then they lost me by the time it was. Yeah, it was a soap opera. Cigarette Man, and he's dead. No, he's not. And you know, I just. And then when they replaced Mulder and Scully, I was completely out. Yeah. Except for what's her name was kind of cute. I got to say though, man, if if you go back and watch some of those episodes. Even the ones after Mulder and Scully are gone, they're really really good. It's just that our expectations has had gotten so high for the X-Files. If they had like dropped the X-Files and then like seven years later brought it back with the other two, I, I think everyone I would was really it. completely done with the X-Files when they killed the lone gunman. Well, yeah. When they but, did that, did I was you, like, Did you, you ever what? see the lone gunman's show? I watched a couple of episodes. It wasn't great. Admitted it wasn't great. I actually really liked it. But they were it. great on the show and to kill all of them <laughs> off, I was like, you know what? This is done. But anyway, that's the X-Files and we're not talking about that. We're, we're talking, talking about, about Star, Star Trek. Trek. Okay, so, so, um, uh, Brian, which one did you say was the one that you hated the most? Uh, that was Deep Space Nine. Okay, why did you hate Deep Space Nine? Because it was just sort of... Well, it, it did. Towards the... And I guess because I got out of it really quickly, it just sort of seemed like it was the dysfunctional uh, 
Star Trek just sitting in space. You know, it was just uh, in in one spot, and I guess they were were they even near a planet? I, yeah, I they were. Yeah, beyond Bajor. Bajor. And then right next okay. to them is the wormhole. So yeah, I just I, I I think I lost it early on, and I might catch an episode here or there afterwards. But at that point, they were in the middle of that war, and it was trying to pick up on what was going on. So I was. Just never got into it after that, and it just always seemed like there was. Well, and and let me well, go ahead and get us some good hate mail. I always thought of the Bajorans as like the Armenians. They were just a bunch of crybabies who always bitched about how everybody took their land and destroyed them and did this and did that. Well, that's because, um, of course, what's her name, um, Scotty and Kira. Brian are Kira both, was uh, a little Armenian at times. Now. Kira was a little whiny. I will give you that. They were all whiny. Suck it up. <laughs> you know, I think she. I think they were basing that character on um, the other Bajoran character that was on the Next Generation. She was also really oh, uh, Mo Mo Ro Ro Ro, Ro Lauren 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 something yeah. like that. Yeah, she was cute though. Oh yeah, and she later went on to play uh, uh, Admiral Kane in Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yes, that was true, and I never hated anyone as. I mean, she was an awesome actress because I absolutely hated that character on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I was like, someone shoot her in the head, and when they did, I was so happy. I applauded. There was uh, the part about um, on D- Deep Space Nine where I guess I was trying to look up to find out uh, what the name of the security guy was. It was Odo, Odo. I guess. Odo, Odo. the changeling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with him and Quark, right. that was just so... It, was just, it seemed like it was uh, that whole thing that... Quark was always trying to get something, sneak something in, sneak something out, which I guess is the whole Ferengi thing. But, well, but it was just it became sort of campy, right? Rem- and it, it was something that was ongoing through. I think most of the series. Oh, yeah, every was. single time I seemed to catch an episode, those two were just bickering at each other, and I don't know. It, it that in that way, it just sort of seemed almost uh, just a little silly. Well, remember that Star Trek was originally supposed to be Gunsmoke in space, and that relationship goes Horatio very much back, very much back to like a Western thing where even Deadwood, like we were talking right. about, the barkeep of the bar is always crooked and trying to do something. It's like an old West reference. Well, in addition okay. to that, in addition to that, the Ferengi, uh, okay, Star Trek, all the different, uh, all the different uh, races in, in, in Trek were supposed to be representative of some culture. You know, so like the Vulcans were representative of the Chinese, the Romulans were representative of the Japanese, the Klingons were representative of the Russians, Russians originally. Um, the Ferengi were actually representative of Americans. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Because <laughs> they were capitalists yes. and blah, blah, blah. Capitalist Taking it to the extreme, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a little... I mean, it was it was campy, but I've I've just been actually re-watching some of the Deep Space Nines recently because Scott kindly loaned me all of his DVD sets. And... Um, uh, I have to say, um, now that I, I'm a little bit older and I know a little bit more about storytelling and I get what they were going for, I love the Cork interaction. I do too. I, I do too, and I, and I like Odo. But at the same time, I wholeheartedly agree with you that there is a serious element of camp to it, Brian. Yeah. Well, and I, I think Garrick, that guy was awesome. That's just a great character. Garrick? Yeah, he was. He was um, the tailor, the Cardassian tailor. That but was there's, on the show. it's the same oh, kind of thing. Yeah. You don't, oh, okay. you didn't really know if he, whose side he was on. Yeah, because he was kind of like a double agent kind of. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was definitely sort of the almost like a politician double agent. Yeah, I, I remember him from well, like, catching enough episodes. 
you know, the one episode, like I was talking to Alan about, the one episode of, and I don't know the name of it, but the one episode of Deep Space Nine that I thought was awesome was the one where they were trying to trick the Romulans to come in on their side of the war, whatever this war was called. Right. And the Car- that Cardassian guy helped him do this and do this, and it was all this intrigue, and it was a right. really re- well-written episode. Yeah. And- and, and you know. like we're, what you're talking with about the, the weakness of it is it can get you can get lost and you can get convoluted. But if you follow it, yeah. I think that was its strength was that um, when they lined those up well, you had a really nice story across two or three episodes. Well, right. I'll tell you what well, I'll tell you what the weakness is to having those big storylines on for for a show like this that is not carried by. Major a network, network by a major yeah. network is that you have no idea when it's going to be shown because right. they have a tendency to just sort of like shake it up all the time and you just sort of have to really stay on top of it, especially back when it, this was going on. I mean, now yeah. you could just watch you know, it on TV iTunes, it. yeah, right, uh, but it, or you could just get it on DVD for the whole season when you needed to watch the whole thing through, yeah, right. and maybe then, that's what I should do, and maybe I wouldn't pe- keep it at the bottom of my list if I actually watched the whole thing through, <laughs> but. But it's very much, you know, like if a sporting event got rained out, they would show, a syndicated channel would show, you know, Deep Space Nine, or they would show an episode of this. Or, right, you right, know. right. Well, the other, the other thing that I really enjoyed about Deep Space Nine is that um, I think that very much like the original series, they did an excellent job of keeping the themes for the individual episodes very relevant to what was happening in society at the time. I think that the next generation did that from time to time. The original Star Trek did that better than anything. The original Star Trek absolutely did it better than anything, but I think that Deep Space Nine got to the root of that better than any of the subsequent uh, sequel series. Yeah, because the the next generation really never touched on that. They they did. They did every once in a while. Every once in a while, but but not very often. Yeah, it was kind of hard to do. But I mean, and I think. That might have been one of the things that was nice about The Next Generation was it didn't have any of this baggage. It was just a good show with good stories. And, you know, and I thought the Q character was really good because he would come in and, you know, things would be kind of lull and he could come in and in one episode, like the episode where they introduced the Borg. Now, I have, to, I have to tell you, when I was a kid and I saw Q, I thought he was the stupidest, lamest character ever. And when I got a little bit older and understood what they were doing with him, I thought yeah. it was really cool. Though, and but the one thing that kills the next generation for me is the se- the finale of the series was probably the worst one of the worst episodes they ever made. <laughs> Continuity wise, it screwed everything up for the movies. It's just it was it just wasn't good. It just wasn't. I was like, you're going back to the beginning and the end. You know, it's just like mm, was not impressed at all. Of course. It does contain one of my favorite little cue moments, though, when he's showing Picard the uh, puddle of ooze. I don't remember that. Um, there's this thing where he takes Picard back to the beginning of life on Earth, and he like points him at this puddle of goo, and he says, um, Oh, look, uh, the, uh, uh, <clears throat> the amino acids are about to join together and create what you call life. Oops, didn't happen. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> And I, I don't remember exactly how he did it, but just the way he carried out that that particular scene, I thought it was just hysterical. It cracked me up. I don't remember that one, but I'm sure it was good because he that guy was a good character, John Delance. John yeah. Delance. He went from Days of Our Lives to Q on the Next Generation. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they never brought him in for one of the movies. I always thought they would. 
I was because they brought they one whole movie they surrounded too. around the Borg. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's too which, late now, but that was a great movie. Which one is the best Star Trek movie? Out of curiosity. Oh. Okay. Now hold on. Are you going original? All. All animation? of the above. <sighs> I gotta go with the Wrath of Khan. Uh, Brian. I'm sort of torn between the the one uh, the Khan and. Um, the one that that Leonard Nimoy directed, um, I know that it seemed almost sort of silly with the whales Four? and stuff, but yeah, I just yeah. thought that the oh, overall movie home. was enjoyed by a lot of more people. A voyage home, that was a very the good. Vo- the yeah. voyage home, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that one just to keep it things different. Sure, Scotty. Um, yeah, I'd say Wrath of Khan, and then second, the uh, oh, what's the, the undiscovered country. Yes, garbage. undiscovered country. That's garbage. my favorite one too. I like garbage, that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you and I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Alan and I have similar. The uh, undiscovered Star Trek country takes. is not as bad as uh, the final frontier. The final frontier. Which one was the one where Lieutenant Aurora, at age sixty, dance. decides to do a sexy dance? That, that was that was the fifth one. That was the the final frontier. The final frontier. Yeah. That was directed by William Shatner. That was, that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I, I okay. I got to tell the story now. Quest. Has anybody here? read any of the uh, biographies by the different Star Trek original series people? No. I actually no. have. Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was this great scene in uh, George Takai's biography. By the way, does everyone know that George Takai got married a couple yeah, weeks? And, uh, really? Yeah, and Chekhov was his best man. Yeah, yeah, and Khan uh, gave away the other dude. And didn't oh, really? you want to have yeah. a Star Trek wedding? I did want to have a Star Trek wedding. Actually, this is... this is <laughs> Good segue there, Scotty. Um uh, it was. It was actually. It was actually more of a joke. It was. It wasn't something that I was saying for real. But uh-huh. it, it bugged. It bugged my wife so bad that I that I went ahead kept and kept it up. I kept it up. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I was telling her she had to dress like Dax. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we were and gonna, you were going to have a Klingon. Uh, you were going to dress like. Uh, oh, uh, that, that's what she said because because I was going to make her dress like Dax. So, and anyway, Alan's very tall. Yeah, I am very so tall. You would um, line up there. But yeah, I wanted to go to Vegas and uh, have the have the wedding ceremony on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise in the oh, Vegas Star Trek convention dude, place. Awesome. Yeah, they do that actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so anyway, Kim, Kim has agreed to do this for the fifth wedding anniversary. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, well, be you there. do know that they're shutting I'll it down. No, I didn't know they're oh, shutting it down. Yes, I've heard that they're shutting it down. There's not as uh, they're not getting as many visitors as they used to. So th- this is the last year for it. Wow, you, might, you guys might need to do it as your uh, second now, wedding. Is that yeah? <laughs> is that cooler to have a Star Trek wedding, or is it worse than having a, a wedding at a Renaissance festival? Which you know, Ooh, in the hierarchy. I don't of, know, man. That's like that might be dead even. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Star Trek. The worst cooler. is getting married in kiss makeup. That no, is the pinnacle. I think that's kind of cool. All right, fair <laughs> enough. That's the show this week. We hope you had fun. Feel free to leave us an iTunes review. You can check us out on the web by going to the Legion of Lethargic Supergeeks.com. Next week, we'll be concluding our Star Trek debate. The Legion is a production of VSA Entertainment. VSAEntertainment.com.